the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Right here on 930 AM, The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and your calls. I'm going to plug Calvin in right now. He's plugged in, so he should be much more animated and energetic. You know, when he's not plugged in, he's just, it's just really... He just kind of sits there and looks around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, we have, wish we should have gotten her name. We could have done a shout-out to that woman that was so nice to us, the master gardener from, um, was she from? Palm Springs. Okay. Yeah, that was very nice. She listens to the show and said she got a lot of good advice from me and some good advice from Jerry and Calvin. And oh, okay. I think that's what she said. I couldn't hear that well. It was something along. No, she was very complimentary, so we, we're glad that she uh, got a lot of good advice. So She was interested in So we've, we've met that person. The master gardener or gardening volunteer. Uh-huh. Sure, she didn't quite understand the, the two organizations. But we had a it was a real interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. I like the way you explained that, Kevin. I was listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Two. I think I think in the past maybe I've explained it differently. Uh, Is that, yeah, that's right. a little stronger. But it's been a lot of years. Yeah, he's mellowed. He's mellowed. He has mellowed a little bit. Hey, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. 210-308-8867. and we need to do a shout out to uh, to Billy. That's right. Oh, he sent us a beautiful picture. Did you see that of the, uh, not yet, to uh-huh. your email of uh, his, I think it was a pot full of uh, uh, of the Laura Bush petunias. Yeah. I didn't, they were gorgeous. They didn't look close, but it was almost whiskey barrel size. Yeah, and I'm wondering, that that's probably more than one plant. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they were gorgeous. He did but a great one, job. One plant could fill that eventually. Yeah. Just, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you get them, get them in uh, four inches, you, you would put... You could put as many as five in a in a whiskey barrel, and they'd fill up pretty quick. But his uh, looked really, really nice. So, can, good job, Billy. Uh, he's, he's he's always got he, he want, listens to the show too, and uh, yeah, so if he's listening, yeah, responds when he thinks it's a good idea, and he also is. Uh, Gives us information when he doesn't think it's a good idea. That's okay. Which is great, yeah, because he's a great gardener, a master gardener, has been for a number of years. Yeah. What did he came in and got? I wonder how his, he got the basket of fire, didn't he? Um, uh, he came in. I think so. Yeah, 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 so he'll have to, Bill, you'll have to send us a picture of that, too. I saw somebody walking out with one or had it in their baskets uh, when I was walking up from the back. While ago, and uh, now now is a good time to plant ornamental peppers, 
Uh, that that pepper already, uh, that uh, basket of fire already has some uh, peppers on it, which is, it's pretty attractive now. But in the fall, when it fills out, especially if you fertilize it well, it, when it fills out, it'll really have a, a, a it, it'll look like you won't be able to see the leaves for the for the peppers. peppers. Oh wow, that'll be cool. Hey, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. few uh, tomatoes have moved out. A Man, A lot of folks they? interested in fall fall tomatoes. Um, and my column will, will be on fall tomatoes next, next week. And uh, Trace uh, indicated, I think, that there we'll have plenty of fall tomatoes for even next week when my article comes out, won't we? Got a got a wonderful selection now. We do. I actually did a count this morning. All right. So uh, I I'll just name names, not have numbers, but we have Celebrity, mm-hmm. Red Deuce, Roma, Sunbright, Phoenix, Large Red Cherry, Ruby Crush, Tycoon, Juliet, 968, which I would rather call Dwarf Cherry Surprise. Right. What I remember. Right. Four 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 and Roma. That's Roma. It's a pretty good selection. Yeah, All yeah. Very good selection. Now we, a couple we, sizes, mostly four inch, but there's what are the this gallon? gallon. Yeah. Uh, I didn't count the gallons because I, I was concentrating yeah. on four inch. But, but a few, a few people. Well, if they get them in now, they they wouldn't really have to worry about the gallon. I know in my articles later, you know, and uh, yeah, we'll get questions. Is there still time to put fall tomatoes in? And what, once you cross into uh, August, and you're trying to do some of the bigger tomatoes, then you want those one gallons for sure. That's right. And they and they 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 already got some one gallons out here. Milton swears they're all three inches taller than they were yesterday. No, the the little ones. Remember, I asked you about the little ones. The little were, Romas. Oh yeah, yeah. they're the they're, Romas. I think they're taller than they were yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah, a fast-growing tomato. Yeah, don't underestimate those guys, man. Those, those, <laughs> those romas. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, like, if I saw the romas being smaller than most, I would pass them by. But yeah. a, a romo hardly ever gets left behind, and uh, they're they're very capable of uh, dealing with this kind of weather, even. Oh, good. Okay. No, that's your Roma surprise. That's yes. not Roma surprise. That's Roma. Regular. The old-fashioned Roma. Oh, okay. But uh, Roma surprise will be coming up uh, probably in a couple of weeks. And then and, and, uh, the surefire. And then surefire. Oh, I, what, I haven't checked it What yet. would happen if the seed provider got them to them early? Got them what? If, well, what if, what if the next year they got their... Uh, Roma surprise seed early and their surefire seed early. I don't know what what would happen. We might have get, them. We get, might have we, them early. We'd have plants early. Yes, we would. That's not that's the re- that's not the reason to have Roma surprise and surefire. That's to for those people that plant late. Ah, okay. So we if we got well, it to, if we got well? it to, if we got it to them early. Then uh, we'd have to have more seed, which we don't have. Okay, that's the answer. Oh, okay. So, according to Calvin's article, when is the time to plant tomatoes? For from for now, fall? from now till uh, middle to late August. So mid July. 
Yeah. Is it official? Are we, is it officially mid-July on the 15th? Well, that's the way Jerry and I have uh, it's evolved with my planting and Jerry's uh, uh, long-term involvement with uh, commercial tomato production. And it's just worked out with us, our work with the master gardeners and, and our other the gardeners that are listeners to the show. It works pretty well, even when it's hot, to get them in this, this time of the year. Last, last year we had a great, and the, and the year before was very, was excellent. That Was that the first promotion we did on the, uh, or was it two years ago when we promoted Labaca and Yeah, Paul oh was, yeah, that's a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was, that was fun too because everybody got involved and tried those new, new varieties. We ought to, you know, when we leave at 2 and come back, you know, around 11 the next day, we can see... Um, how many tomatoes have been bought? It'd be interesting to see, just between <laughs> between noon and two, how many tomatoes are bought. Uh, people love the tomatoes, so he's he's leaving with his, and she's just stepped up to the. Uh, but it's a tomato bench. As Jerry is brought tomato up, tomato table. Jerry's brought up the real difficulty, which is I guess is similar to the to the petunias too. Is this time of the year, you don't you don't have a huge marketing. Period, and they yeah, they don't last long. They they outgrow really their containers. Yeah. Oh shoot! That's like if you what put you? if you do your uh, tomatoes and you leave, you know you pot them up in the spring and you leave them in pots too long before you get them into the garden. But uh, right now they're they're ready for action and uh, our gardeners know it. Yeah, There's and so after Calvin's article, with we'll still be okay. People will get excited about it and. They'll get more excited. Uh-huh. So or, the, well, let me phrase that. More people will be excited. Right. So they can come in, read the article, and then come get all the tomatoes that Calvin mentions in his article? Uh, that's the plan. Okay, good. All right. Let's see. Uh, we talked about the petunias a little bit. Uh, they're looking gorgeous. I think they've grown three inches since we left. I think they grew three inches between noon and two yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I'm anxious to see when Tracy's going to cut them back. Oh. How, how long is he going to wait? Well, Trace is the yeah, again. He's getting. He's, uh, we're we're going to do some on Monday, but we're we're gonna we're gonna try do half of them. We're gonna try to do something new and see if we can't. Uh oh. Make it go a little longer. Okay. Right. And then, how's the uh, sale on the fountains and stuff? Oh, going? It, we've sold a few uh, the last couple of days, so, so it's uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely a a savings. Yeah. All, oh gosh. Yeah. Thirty percent off. There's uh, there's some out there that are forty off, and there was a few, not not a lot, but a few that are fifty percent off, and they all come with pumps. Yeah. And this is never before done here. And the selection is great. I, I was uh, thinking about that a couple of years ago. Uh, I got a friend in uh, Cattle Lake, and she used to li- uh, live in San Antonio, and. Part of her trip to San Antonio was to come to Millburgers because the fount- the fountain uh, selection was so good, and so she she came out here and she got a big uh, fountain and all the parts to it. And uh, the neat thing was the staff, you know, those things are heavy, so the staff helped her get her get her into her vehicle and tied down and and back she headed to Marshall, Texas. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a drive. Yeah, it's uh, but you know if you get a good price and you get the the 
piece that you want, that's a key. They they can drive you crazy. I mean, if you don't get the the fountain that you want and you don't like the looks of it once it's in, that's kind of tough. But uh, if you if you do get the one you want, it, uh, you'll admire it and uh, enjoy it for years and years and years. Again, 210-308-8867. So uh, go to millburgernursery.com if you want to learn more about the sale. Otherwise, the uh, fountains here at Millburgers, no less than 30% off, some 40, some 50% off. Uh, and I don't, uh, as far as I know, um, that may end tomorrow. So uh, if this is something that you've wanted, come on over to Millburgers today and check them out. And as Calvin mentioned, there's some some beautiful fountains, really decorative, really unique. Trace was talking about a couple yesterday that were uh, really, really kind of cool with uh, the look of uh, of uh, pitchers pouring over each other. Uh, so come on out and check it out. It's something you'll have a treasure for a lifetime. What else is going on, Trace? Another good sale item. Yes. You know how I'm always looking at the at the sale uh, trying to find a good deal you're a frugal man trying to find a good deal sure i've never seen bougainvillea hanging baskets for ten dollars off they were 25 dollars now they are 15 dollars that's ten dollars off that's too much all right uh, <laughs> And it's right. Well, they can't change. Is that them. a mistake? No. That entice people to come in, and, they just, and they're beautiful no. too. Oh yeah, boogie bee is hanging back, and they'll they'll keep right, right on through the fall, until uh, the fall, till the cold temperatures. Well, there's not they're not on sale, but it's hard to to beat this display of pentas that we're looking they, at. They are on sale. Are they? Yeah. What are they? What's their price? Uh, oh yeah. Let's, let's let Jerry look up and round it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it does. One ga- one gallon, seven dollars uh, on sale for four dollars. Three eighty-eight. Three eighty-eight. Wow, those are hard to beat. Uh, the colors, <laughs> I, I, the white is really uh, exceptional. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Use that white with the, the red. red. Holy cow! Look at that red. Remember in the old days, Jerry, the lavender was the big, the big color. I guess because it was the easiest to reproduce, and uh, but now that they they put out those spectacular reds. Yeah, well, well see that uh, Penta, uh, I think is a, I'm pretty sure it's a Texas superstar. Well, it's got it right here on on my sales deal. Uh, the, Texas, the Texas superstar. superstar. Mm-hmm. But when we did the testing, you know they have dwarf pentas and they have medium-sized two pentas. I know, no, well, you have you, large. You made me plant sixty of them in my yard. <laughs> that our hummingbird back on the uh, the porter weed. <laughs> he like he likes that blue. Uh, he likes that blue one too. Yeah, uh, he goes like from the blue and the red. Yeah. yeah. What is the porter part of porter weed? Is that a person's name or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that is a a plant. Yeah. If you go on the internet, okay, it's not clear. What? There's a you know the usually you go and you get some information that's concise and that all agrees, but on porter weed, you know, there's there's emphasis on its medical prowess and how it's been used, and then there's 
Yeah. There's seven different names for everything, even though there's even some Latin binomials that have been changed. And I found it really confusing, and, and I think other gardeners have, too. I think it was named after Fred. Fred, Fred Porter. Fred, Fred Porter, Porter and his uh-huh. lovely wife. Where is Paul? Ophelia. I'm sure Paul would know. No, Paul, Paul would know. Uh, okay. <laughs> is he making up those names? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right. uh, I'll look it up, uh, but I'm not finding it. Don't 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 make me tell my H E B joke. No, don't do. Don't <laughs> do yeah, move on to it. All right, so down. Dennis, see if you can do better research than I'm doing and find a. It's Fred, know, I'm telling you. Fred Porter, did you Fred want to Porter. talk about the uh, real quick about oh, the yeah, for, plant of the weekend? Of the weekend. I know you need to go. All right, so this is this was last week's one that Jerry uh, frowned on until I told him about it. Then he actually kind of likes it. Yeah, it's called Brittle Bush. <laughs> Uh, it is a uh, sun-loving with a, a whitish silver foliage, uh, kind of like Dusty Miller or Artemisia, but it has a yellow sunflowery looking bloom. Uh, it gets fairly tall, and it, uh, it thrives and needs full sun mm-hmm. and well drainage. So we got all that here. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, it is deer resistant. Oh, that's good. So, uh, everybody out there, if you, if you need a good deer plant, this sounds like it's going to be uh, a good one. And again, the name is Brittle Bush, and they are six ninety nine each. And did you, you mention the little daisy like flower? Not da- sunflower looking. Type yeah. Bloom. Uh, I, I think it's check a, them out online. They're really good looking. Great addition to uh, to any landscape, especially in the hill country. Cool. All right. And especially so, to uh, cactus gardens or things yeah. like that. And so you likes a uh, well-drained soil. You have fewer than you did last yes, yesterday, yeah. So, uh, give or take 20? Yeah, but that's... 16? I would say 16 or so, because we had 20 or so yesterday when the show, and then we have fewer now. It's not going quite as far, and there are some holes in there. So, people were, were gobbling them up. So, that's cool, Six ninety nine. And if you're interested in it, you can call the nursery, and they'll pull some on the side if you can't come by today. And the number is 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210 8867. We got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Rick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a ninety nine. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road. 
This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. If you're buying or selling a home, I suggest you call Sergio, a 20-year licensed real estate professional. Help You Sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Let's do the math. The difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 a more in service and marketing? Probably not. Same service, thousands saved. It just adds up. Help You Sell is the clear choice in San Antonio and the Hill Country. And you know how I feel about clarity, so call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 for Help You Sell. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski. Jewelers. Is your jewelry in good repair? Do you have rings that are out of shape or with stones that are loose or missing prongs? Do you have chains or bracelets that need attention or stones that need replacing? Mark Sadaski Jewelers wants to help. Bring your jewelry to us and we'll save you 20% on the cost of the repair. We'll even give you 20% discount on diamonds up to 20 points that need to be replaced. Don't risk losing a stone or even worse, a bracelet or a neck chain. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we believe in preventing loss. Another Another common problem is our rings tend to shrink. I think it has something to do with being too close to Mexican food. We can resize your rings so they fit properly and comfortably. We do our work in-house. Your jewelry never leaves our control. Come in now and save 20% on your repair. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition in San Antonio for 85 years on Northwest Military Highway. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, at 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. If it's bugging you in your home, remember, Spider-Man is the place to call. Uh, go Spider-Man Pest is a website, and you can give them a call. Uh, and find out how to uh, get rid of all those bugs. I understand that uh, scorpions are coming in homes, well, uh, to uh, get out of the heat and uh, when it's dry. Uh, so if that's been your problem, then you Maybe can... Maybe they're coming in. Maybe so, they're... There you go. Maybe they're coming in to go after those cockroaches. <laughs> Jerry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always kill the scorpions whenever I can oh, see them. It's not just an insect party at your house? No, the, no. The scorpions and the roaches? I will not have them hurt by what roaches. Okay, that's true. You that, That's like the sparrows. That's exactly. So, so you understand now about getting rid of the I'm, sparrows. I'm for the underdog. Or okay. The un, underbug. <laughs> so or underbird. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got scorpions or fleas or mosquitoes even, a spider Spider-Man can help you, and uh, the, there's a couple cool things about Spider-Man Pest Control. Um, they're going to talk with you about what you need done. Uh, they can do uh, integrated uh, pest management, meaning they can combine uh, organic with with synthetic. Uh, they're going to and they're going to give you the right advice. If organic won't work for your problem, they're going to tell you, and if organic will, they're going to tell you what, what, how it will work, maybe what the limitations are. But they're going to give you the the full scoop on that. Uh, ask them about their new mosquito system that they've brought to San Antonio. Uh, it's used by Disney World. We're using it up on the porch here. Uh, and uh, folks are absolutely loving it. So here's the number. Uh, you can call Spider-Man at 210-656-3721, 210 
37, 21. Just check them out online, GhostSpiderManPest.com. That's GhostSpiderManPest.com. Is that bush over there in that barrel, is that is that a blueberry with all those starlings in there? It was full of starlings a while ago. Is that a blueberry? Are they eating the blueberries? No, it's it's a citrus. I can see the... Oh, okay. Then they're doing our... They're doing yeah, our the garden thing. Crackles, yeah. yeah. I was just uh, going to say that my... Let's see, the lemon trees are loaded. The uh, grapefruit trees are, lo- are really loaded at my house. Uh, and my new lime trees have a few, but not many uh, fruit on them. But satsumas are doing pretty well, too. Look so, at them. They're just fly, flocking back to that citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're bringing that young. Look at him. He's actually, we should get a look, film look, pecking look. on that piece of fruit. Look at him. Yeah, they're not too shy. <laughs> they took them. They flew away because someone walked by, and, and they, they came were back. Right back. Yeah, in about 60 seconds. See, they look like they're eating blue, eating something. I guess they're just pecking that fruit. And then, didn't, didn't we, we thought, didn't somebody say that they rubbed it on them sometimes? But it looks like they're just almost a symbolic kind of. Yeah, just let, pecking. Let, peck it off and then lift Lift their heads up and drop it. That's why I thought it was blueberries or something. Man, I mean, they're vicious on those, on that citrus. And so that's that's what will cause all the rough fruit when it ripens in uh, October, November. Uh, and people bring it in and say, what happened to my fruit? Uh, you yeah, know, and, then, and then you say, well, uh, stupid birds. <laughs> But uh, they they must they they must use that they must uh, I don't I don't know what what they're doing I guess they're just just eating it and there's always you know, there's young, always young crackles involved right? yeah later yeah. in the season they don't seem that right much right and those are all young crackles you tell by the color of the feathers but anyway I I, I couldn't believe they were. Between the, so wild, the butterflies, hummingbirds, and grackles, Milton, we yeah, we get per- it's a nature conservancy. Yeah. You're a bad bird. <laughs> you, you ride down here. Now you go. You get some gravel. Hey, you picked up something. But anyway, um, Calvin's article in June. In, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin's article in yesterday's paper was plants for hummingbirds and butterflies. And he goes through the uh, zinnias and uh, Mexican honeysuckle and and uh, some of those uh, Cape, Cape honeysuckle and some of those plants that are, are good for attracting uh, especially hummingbirds in, and butterflies. Yeah, especially those. We've talked a lot about those that are blooming right now in the summer, but these are the big fall uh, attractors. Uh, Duranta is, is really one that uh, becomes covered with uh, butterflies in in the, in the fall. They start blooming. Mexican flame vine is another yeah, neat yeah. one. Yeah, you said uh, on your dig-in now, uh, in this week in the garden, that uh, 
You, now's a good time to plant uh, fall asters, mint marigolds, and Mexican flame vine for attractive vines in the fall that provide nectar for butterflies. So uh, planting those, those are fall bloomers. And oh, you, that Mexican, yeah, that Mexican flame flame vine is a is a fall vine. Yeah, at least in my yard, it's, it's it just kind of sneaks up on you, and uh, it has it has almost burnt orange blooms, doesn't yeah, it? It does almost. First time I saw that was on uh, Schumacher's, I think, uh, with John Fanick, and I pulled up there and. That it that knocked me out of the out of the truck. It was it was so pretty. Yeah. Now you'll yeah. get you, if you get them now, the uh, you'll get some bloom this fall. But of course, then in the future they're perennials. So in the future, that's when you really get yeah. the full potential of their their blooming. But anyway, also uh, if you've already got. Uh, fall asters and Mexican mint marigold, and uh, some of those, some of those fall bloomers like that. Uh, Michael Mass Daisy, or uh, uh, let's see, what do they call that? Uh, uh, it's time to cut those back. Yeah. Uh, about the last time to cut those. We back. had a question. It was. People must be thinking about them because we had a question at the show either yesterday or last weekend. Uh, when do they stop doing that pruning back? And then I also had a question, uh, question uh, email uh, from one of my uh, newspaper articles. And I, I think generally we say about September 1st. Right. And what we're talking about there is, kind of, is just trying to keeping them from getting overwhelming where you, you want to produce a mound, a tight, compact mound. And I always, I always thought of it because it's so spectacular to look at. But Jerry also brought up the fact that if you don't do it, you get to be, you have about a three and a half foot plant with blooms mixed through there. And then the first winds or rains, they all. It is break over from the heaviness of yeah. the blooms. And so instead of a instead of a focal point, you just got a you know a green area that's got a, some nice blooms, but kind of a rough looking. So go to, uh, do do your once a month little pruning, cutting back uh, until the last one probably September first, because they're they'll bloom in uh, October or November. Yeah. So, so that gives them plenty of time to. To get fill in with the foliage, and uh, that also, yeah, you'll get that compacting like you do at Bougainvillea. Right, absolutely. It's, it's, it's just like growing a chrysanthemum. You pinch them back. Our points that I guess you pinch them back to keep them compact and cause more side branches. And uh, the mint marigold is uh, deer proof. Well. Deer don't eat it, and at least uh-uh. in my, my neighborhood, I haven't seen no. any, any place that they eat it. It's got a really pleasant uh, licorice kind of smell. What yeah. are they? What's that other word? An- anise. Yeah. Anise. Anise. That's right. Yeah. Really, that is pleasant. It's a pleasant smell, and uh, deer don't find it pleasant, I guess. So they don't. They don't eat it. We've been getting a lot of questions on. Uh 
what's causing uh what's what's rooting up rooting up my uh flower beds and and causing uh small uh, not small uh, i'm trying trying to think of how big in other words round holes in the area that's been rooted up and uh that's armadillos that's and, armadillos causing that and the grubs are every finding and the, the grubs everywhere yeah yeah they like the soft this is grub grub time yeah, yeah. Your your wonderful your vegetable garden or your flower garden that's got that nice soil that's easy to yeah, dig in. Yeah, easy easy to dig in. Uh, Neil Sperry uh, did a good job answering this question. He said uh, he got a question and said, "I set a trap to capture armadillos that ravaged our flower beds and yard. I baited it with sardines and peanut butter." Mm. I, I think that's raccoons that, that, yeah. that that's good for. But uh, it ate right up to the trap, then went around it and kept on eating. <laughs> so uh, what other tricks can I try? And so Neil says uh, said, uh, said that he, he's trapped more than 70 armadillos and humane traps. Some some of those are, are raccoon traps, and we brought in from farm, farm brought in from farm sh- uh, shops. But most are wooden traps. I built from a pattern given to me decades ago. The real secret beyond what you did is to find where the tunnels are. In other words, where they live, or, or at least where they come into your yard. Yeah, they channel in. They, yeah, they they come in the same way every bit, time. Yeah, the habitual. The they, same path. You make a path, yeah. Uh, then put the traps on their pathways uh, to the tunnels. Put chicken wire along each side, alongside it to create a funnel of sorts to channel the animals into the traps. It's a lot faster than waiting for them just to stumble into the traps randomly. So, in other words, they don't see real good. They hear good, and they smell good. I mean, they they can. They don't smell good. <laughs> they they. They. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I don't. When I was, have you ever read an armadillo, Milton? No. No. In your gumbo? No, no armadillo. That's gumbo. a secret. The gumbo uh, put a, put an armadillo. Is that right? In there. Okra and uh... okra and armadillos. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they don't see well. So you've got to when you put that wire barrier, up, they don't see it and run away. They bump into it and correct their their walk and, and straight into the trap, and then they they spring the trap. So. Uh, and uh, armadillo is an interesting animal. Uh, you know, they're all they're all born live, and they're all identical twins. They don't lay eggs or anything like that. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know many things that weren't. When you said they were born live, I didn't know what you. What you I knew you. You were giving me that look, like, what is this fool talking about? <laughs> I have uh, experience, you know, I used to raise Airedales, 
And uh, I was uh, living in Austin. We came back in the evening, and uh, there was an armadillo in the front yard. And so I opened the door and sent the Airedale out to, to chase it. The uh, armadillo just relaxed, kind of ran towards its hole. The Airedale grabbed a hold of the tail. Armadillo just drug it right down in the hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and so then after about a half hour, I got panicky. So there I am in the pitch of dark trying to dig out my Airedale out of the armadillo hole. Because it was so strong. Oh, yeah. And they've got big claws yeah. that they can get traction. Drug it right down in there. And, the, and of course, the dog uh, is hesitant to give up on the battle, you know. So you gotta you got to go in after him. And we were not triumphant when we returned home. <laughs> and by yeah. the way, if you want to attract rackles to your yard, we're pretty sure that whatever's in that barrel... Look at them. I know. There are now four or five on there now. <laughs> I can't believe how, how, how they're ravaging that tree. That's why I thought it was a bear or something. I, I can't see it for the the tree. The, the, uh, uh, they're definitely poking at the, at the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to eat all the fruit off of there. Must be no, we're going to have start. to start Look at it, yeah. I'm going to go look at it the next break. Just to, yeah. It's hard to believe that they're all they're doing is picking little pieces of it. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Well, here, we'll take a quick break. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, give him a break, and then he might remember. How do you get an armadillo out of the hole, Beth, and once he gets in Very there. carefully. And you got you got his tail. Uh-oh. Do we have a question from the and, crowd here? And the armadillo crawls in there. Can we ask it on the air? Sure. And you can't pull him out, Milton. Yeah. How do you get him out? You stick something hot up his. Well, there you go. 210 I'm sorry he remembered that. Yeah, I'm too. There are things he remembers That's that we true. wish he wouldn't. That's true. <laughs> yes, sir. You're... When he's fanning, you know, yeah. he, he lets go. Okay. Oh, I see. I yeah, guess. jump right in. So yeah. I've been meaning to go ahead. You're on the air. When you had your citrus sale, I bought an Arctic frost and an orange frost. Good. When I went to transplant the Arctic frost, I tore about half the root ball getting it out. It's been growing, but I know the one, the orange frost, is putting on about eight inches in the pot. How long will it take for my Arctic frost to get its roots back together and start? Putting on some. Is it in, it's in the ground it's or in, in the, the container? It's in the ground. It's in the ground. Uh, it, it's reestablishing the root system as right. we speak. Right. I just wondered about how long it. Next spring. I'd, I'd say, yeah, next spring. So I should you start seeing plant growth in the spring. Right, right. All right. Well, it's you green. might You might see. It depends on what the weather does. You might yeah, see Yeah, it's, it's been fall. staying green and everything, so I'm not worried about it dying. It's just. Yeah. I know it has to reestablish. So. But, yeah, that, that orange frost put about eight inches on ah, already. Good, good. Yeah, and good that one. was it. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, do you... I just heard Jerry smelling armadillos. I bet, I bet Trace yes. didn't know. What? How to get an armadillo out of a hole. Um, when you got it. Tra- tra- Trace, don't oh, fall uh, for this. It must be time no, for I a break. Have, I would have gone to the shotgun method or something uh, by then. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, and it probably still wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Greg, Greg Grant uses a rifle. 22. Oh, okay. 
Airdale, Airdales don't work. No. Hey, we got to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and you can be a part of the show when you call us at 210-308-8867. Or like that gentleman, you can come up and ask your question in person here at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Rick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only a dollar ninety. Nine. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Listen up. We are raccoons, and we are a big deal if you haven't already noticed. Yeah, what he said. You see, we got these masks. We're like burglars, except we never leave, see? Permanent maskuses. You got electrical wires? We like wires. We like to chew on wires and sometimes start fires. Oh, wait, if there's a fire, can we leave? Hey, pay attention, and we like chewing on AC ducks, too. I like duckies. Yes. You got a nice attic? We'll set up shop. Attics make me feel cozy. Shh. Who's that? It's a van with the man. Uh-oh. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. It's their one-and-done policy, guaranteed for 15 months. So whether you have possums, squirrels, rats, mice, skunks... I can't take my mask off! And yes, even raccoons. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space, for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord, but it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I always enjoy telling folks about furniture now because I know you're going to have a good furniture buying experience when you visit one of their two locations, Loop 410 in Evers or uh, Loop 1604, right down the road from Millburgers at Lookout Road next to Burlington. But they really want me to, to focus uh, because a lot of people are going to visit online. See. 
uh, way folks are uh, visiting and getting lots of great deals at FurnitureNow.com. FurnitureNow.com. There's a, and you'll find bedroom furniture, living room furniture, dining room furniture, office furniture, kids' furniture, mattresses, entertainment furniture, and even outdoor furniture at FurnitureNow.com. They've got great prices. I think you'll really love uh, the prices that they've got going on now because their independent sale is still going on. And you've got a nice uh, feature from them. Uh, the Cobins have been in the furniture business in San Antonio for over 100 years, and they know how to provide customer service. So here's the scoop. If you go over, the, if you go to FurnitureNow.com and you say, okay, I want this, but I'm just not sure, you can be more confident because you can return it to Furniture Now in 14 days in new condition with no hassle and no restocking fee. Now, there are some exceptions. For instance, mattresses are an exception to this uh, where you uh, you can't really bring those back, but they can actually even tell you how that works. So maybe call the store ahead of time uh, or check them out at FurnitureNow.com. But it is a, it's a nice feature, and uh, it means you can shop online with confidence at FurnitureNow.com. That's FurnitureNow.com. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Oh, I was just looking at the pictures. That, that yeah. bedroom set looked really nice. They have lots of nice stuff. Uh, and from names that, that you know, like Ashley, and there's some others that I recognize. So, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, and they do a nice job. So. No, the 100-year-old uh, salespeople are not on there yet. Uh, I think Jerry heard me wrong when those, I said they've been in business for 100 years. Those are at Earl Abel's. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's very good. Not, I, I don't know if they're there anymore. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, 210-308-8867. Uh, what else is going on, Trace? What are you getting questions about? Uh, well, we've had a lot of mosquito questions oh, in the I last bet. few days. Um, they are uh, definitely among us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we've talked a lot about prevention, uh, dumping out uh, water that's in saucers, make sure that you're uh, dumping the dog's water and restocking that Oh, that's day. a good idea, yeah. Uh, that could be a double whammy um, if they don't. Why is that? Besides uh, the mosquitoes, mosquito larvae and dogs drinking it. Uh, yeah, it that, can't be that, good. That creates some uh, something that they don't want. Okay. Um, so a lot about prevention, and we've talked a little bit about uh, some of the things that we're trying here from Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and uh, they they are doing well. But uh, uh, a lot of people just need to spray. You know, got to spray, kill them, kill off the ones that they see. Time of day going outside, you know. Try to limit dusk and dawn. Those are the two worst times for the mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, areas that are staying really wet for long periods of time, they're breeding in there. And it's easy to find if you really do an inspection, do it uh, uh, very conscientiously because it's actually easy to look out over things and not see water, and then all of a sudden uh, maybe there's a little corner and there's a little dish or a, a planter bottom that's been left open, and they're just... And they they don't need much. Nope. When especially and even soil sometimes like when we had the bamboo, the soil would stay moist. And sure enough, or I think they could even, I read they could even get into the leaves, the puddles between the leaves and the, uh, uh, the bamboo. So wow. yeah, they're they're aggressive. So yeah, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's uh, we had a lot of that question, and people are bringing in June bugs. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, so, grackles. 
But well, we the grackles were down here. Each so we have to go over the life cycle and when those are going to start causing damage. So this, for my house, this makes the fifth wave of June bugs this year. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. How many waves do you normally get? Yeah, every year is different. Um, historically, three, three or more. And uh, th- this year they started really early. We started seeing some in, in March. Uh, but every wave ought to be treated independently because they're, they're going to hatch roughly um, two, uh, two months after you see the, okay. the June bugs. And is it the June bugs that cause the problem or is it the larvae? The, the larvae turns into the grub. Okay. So the grub is the pre-June bug. It's a, it's a life cycle. Okay. So, yeah, so after you, so if you've seen the June bugs, it's too late, right? It, well, if you've seen the June bug, then it's already. Oh, about two months, you said. Six to eight weeks is on average for the for the eggs to hatch. Okay. And um, so every wave has to be treated independently if you're using a normal insecticide because it won't hang around long enough to, to do that. So people that are having, say, armadillo problems and they're digging up in their yard, they need to start controlling the grub worms early, and then there'll be less food for the armadillos to come and want to dig up. Yeah, it's much more effective to treat early, well, like June, June one, June fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, some of those new those products like those bare soil insecticides are effective for quite a long time too. So. You, get, you can take care of several generations. But eliminating the food source eliminates a lot of other possibilities of problems. So uh, and definitely the armadillos would uh, would not be around as much. Uh, he's got a quick question for you, Trace. Right, 210-308-8867. Can we ask it on the air? Here, grab the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. It's, it's easy. Here, you, you give that to Calvin, and then you're on the air. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, I have all these bugs that showed up yesterday on my plant, on my okra plant, mm. and uh, they're little white bugs on the top and little black bugs Whoa. on the bottom. I need to know how to get rid of them because now they've cremated some of my plants. Oh, no. Jerry is looking at them. He's holding them up to the microphone. You may be able to see them. First reaction. They're new technology. Are they white flies, Jerry? I don't see any white flies. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Well, and the reason the reason they showed up so fast is because uh, they're defoliating the cotton and and some and they also have had had their opportunity to build up on their uh, on weeds on the weeds around the around the around the place. Well, somewhere out in the and they blow in, they blow in. Now, that's why you said they showed up last night. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Well, it'd be great if they're not. They're they're not white flies. I don't think they're white flies. They they look like some little insect fly. I mean, they've got. You see uh, insects in there with wings. Little spinosad might do the job. Yeah, that's what I... Well, all my, uh, my foliage is starting to uh, die off. Curl or die? Or what they're, is... they're falling off. No, yeah. it's, it's so not... So we thought they were aphids. Yeah, well, if you, you know, you can spray spray something with spinosad as an active ingredient. It's an organic 
control, and it should, should if, if it was aphids, it would control aphids. It should control these guys, too. Um, I'd worry about that. Uh, so they're not, I don't know what that your, is. Your uh, okra's not getting too much water. Did the net rain spell? Yeah. I thought it was white, but it should have been white. Yeah, but it, um, be careful that you don't, if it got soggy and then now it's drying out Maybe a little bit. Aphids. I had to start my vegetable garden irrigation again. Now. Okay. But, I, but I think if you, uh, I think you can control those guys with a, a spinosad product. How about the neem, neem oil? I don't think, on okra, I don't think the neem oil will do the job. Do what? Neem oil. Neem oil? No. Uh, spinosad will be better. Spinosad. Do I get it? Uh, we yeah. got that in there. You might also look at the bonite tomato vegetable spray. That's a pyrethrin with sulfur. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank All you right. so much. Appreciate it. There you go. You want to keep that? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We found a caterpillar on there, too. No. Is there a caterpillar? Yeah, I found one. Huh. <laughs> well, that I think it's some type of aphids. Yeah. But it's, it's not It's not our regular aphid that we look at. Because it, it, had wing, it had some winged forms on there. That I could see. She was talking about the the leaves um, falling off too and curling up. That that insect that attack by all those insects might do that, but I would be probably related to the rain, all that rain. Yeah, probably so. She didn't th- she didn't think it was the poor drainage or too soggy. No. But I, I think what people are doing too is you you think. You think that that rain is going to last for? The plants are going to be good for two weeks now without any rain, without any irrigation. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not the case. You got to keep, got to keep watching. You may have to irrigate again pretty quickly. Hey, um, while we got a second, uh, bring up the um, presentation tomorrow with gardening volunteers of South Texas uh, oh, that yeah. you guys are a part of. Oh yeah, that because they've got wonderful speakers. That's what I hear. And so many. Oh, man. And uh, if you want to know about armadillos, this is a chance for you to talk about how to get them out of uh, those dens. Yeah, Milton, you better be careful, Milton, or you'll be on the audio. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be on the uh, panel. panel. I, I, read, I read the list of names, and the first thing that came to mind was Three Musketeers. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I went to the Three Stooges. Yeah. Oh, Wait a oh man. Yeah, where's that little switch? I'm, I'm not curly. I'm... I'm uh, Ball-headed. You're curly? Is that curly? That's curly. That's curly. Ball-headed one. It's okay. I'll, I can, I'll show up. I can be Shep. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you want to you wanna read that bad boy? Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's a pro, uh, program for essentials class uh, tomorrow, Monday, at the uh, San Antonio Garden Center on uh, 3310 North New Braunfels, and it'll begin at 12 o'clock noon. I hope I can remember this. Uh, The topic is, it's hot, now what? And distinguished speakers are uh, uh, me, (laughs) Kevin Finch. Did you realize you're on the program, I did, yeah. Okay. And David Rodriguez. We'll feel we'll feel questions and problems from the class. 
And if you don't have any questions or problems, we'll just get... Gab on, you know. Chit chat. What if you don't have class? Huh? What if you don't have class? You never mind. Oh, I got it. Thank you. Uh, and so, uh, and Tom Harris will be there sharpening instruments and uh, and kind of riding herd over the uh, panel. Mm-hmm. And that's from uh, twelve thirty to one thirty. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be up there uh, answer, trying to answer all your questions, and uh, you can bring in samples to, to be identified, and we can uh, we'll talk, probably talk about gardens and lawns. And well, and the heat, like uh, that. yeah. The, Does he ever ask anybody to bring lunch? We've seen. No, they no? Okay. I think they, they, they bring lunch. Oh, okay. They do I think kind of potluck yeah. in there. $5 yeah. donation is appreciated. There you go. Uh, but not mandatory. And if you want to see how appreciated, give to Jerry. You'll see some appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then uh, speaking of lunch and uh, food, uh, at the beginning, uh, they have a break from one thirty to one forty-five. And then uh, Dr. Uh, Connie Shepard will give a talk and demo on cool ideas for a hot summer. A sampling will be provided. Mm-hmm. So Delicious that's, that's and healthy thing. drinks. and uh, They're going to bring Jerry some kale. Uh, yeah. Uh, yuck. And the right. uh, door prizes and uh, at the end they'll have some door prizes. Cool. Uh, for more information, go to gardeningvolunteers.org. But it's tomorrow starting at noon. So That's right. Uh, mark your calendar and be there. Uh, set your uh, uh, little outlook for it. Uh, 3310 North New Braunfels at the uh, San Antonio Garden Center. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866 866- 308-8867. Call us with those questions. Let's see if we can't help you out. Have we got open lines? We have open lines right now, so okay. now's the time to call in. So you're the first caller we get to right after we get you caught up with the news. You call us at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons and we're talking gardening with you. You just got to give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or just come on by the nursery and visit with us, and we'll be happy to help you out. Uh, I had a couple questions uh, that people didn't want to come on the air, and uh, but they were asking, so that's okay. You don't have to come on the air. Uh, we're going to ask you. are getting a lot better. I know. Yeah. We're going to ask you to, but um, nope. You will. We'll still help you out. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, or just come on by. And uh, visit with us at, here at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. I don't think you've seen anybody out here crying. Uh, Not in, in a year in or so. A month or so. No, no, it's been about a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, they deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, this is the last call for planting okra. If you want oh. to plant okra this year, 
this is the last last uh, time you can do it. For fall planning, according to plantanswers.com, for the fall planting, uh, plant at least three months before the first fall frost. Okay. Three months. Is that now? Yeah, it sure seems like it. August, September, October. Yeah. That's three months. That's exactly yeah. three months. And uh, so the recommendation is you should plant in July. Well, then we're in July. We're in July. So where where can you get the seed? Where can you get the seed? Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no. He even thinks about uh, okra. I know. He's it. allergic to even thinking yeah. about it. But anyway, you can get uh, other seed other than Oscar okra off of the seed racks. I, I gave gave away my my listing of the seed on the seed rack, so I don't know exactly what varieties that they have, but they have uh, packages of Oscar okra in uh, that Jack Hoover pie, uh, package there. And uh, uh, so they're still available here at Meal Burgers. They, they charge for them, I think, a dollar packet or something right. like that. But uh, that covers the uh, packaging of and shelling of the seed. You actually get the seed here rather than the pod. And we have to, that's one of those seed things that we have to do every year. To, uh, and I've I've already got the okra planted this this year for the uh, uh, this year for the next year's crop uh, of Oscar okra. Since Oscar is no longer with us, hmm. I used to could depend on him to just get the okra. That's why we named it ask after him, Oscar Hahn, out of uh, New Braunfels. But anyway. Uh, this is the last call for planting okra uh, this year. Uh, uh, what happens is uh, the weather cools in August and September, which slows down or stops the growth and yield of fall-planted okra uh, in July. So really the best time to plant okra for the fall is in May. Uh, and uh, so it, it can have the the benefit of the hot temperatures, and and kind of dry weather too. You really like to drive. Well, it definitely has been hot and dry from. And so why May should people? So why should people plant okra? Why? why would you even worry about planting okra? I hear it's good for you. Uh, Milton sent me this deal, being a <laughs> Louisiana boy. And uh, like in that gumbo okra, mm-hmm. I said, uh, people have been using okra to lower high cholesterol, control diabetes, curb cravings. Curb cravings? I guess curb uh, kind That's of... That's dietary. Yeah, kind of snacking craving. and stuff. The other stuff is like for cravings. I've never seen diet. you... Uh, Eat okra no, instead of I don't potato eat, chips. I don't eat okra. That's the problem. Oh. <laughs> I should start. And it even destroys cancer cells. Yeah, what was the source? I don't remember the... 
uh, Alternative Health Universe. Okay. For April 18th, 2018. And uh, the way it controls your uh, cravings, is it curbs your craving, is, uh, is, is rich in soluble fi- fiber, which make you stay full for longer. Oh, okay. That's why that's why you have you see a bunch of skinny Cajuns, right, Mister? And them Cajuns live forever. Uh, <laughs> Does that mean you could just eat sticks? And, uh, because there's so much fiber, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you, your, your absolutely. stomach would stay full all the time. Well, think, or grass, even, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if well, sticks are soluble or insoluble fiber, so I don't know if oh, sticks actually. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's probably a good question for uh, okra for some folks too. Okra, although re- I love it, so okra will reduce your cravings and prevent weight gain. Yeah, there it you go. It treats fatigue, Calvin. Huh? There's nothing okra it doesn't do. Fatigue. Uh, luckily, uh, the seeds contain okra seeds contain antioxidants and polyphenols. Which can promote uh, gl- uh, glycogen storage in the liver, which means more energy for your cells. I mean, this is just not made-up stuff. No. I mean, we've got the actual chemical breakdown. And then controls diabetes. I should be worried about that. They reduce uh, fasting glucose level- levels and control diabetes. They will do this by... Inhibiting a specific enzyme that breaks down carbs and improving insulin sensitivity of your cells. Huh. Did you read all this before you sent it to me? No, I just sent it to you. I didn't read read a word of it. (laughs) You didn't. Just like most things, I just saw the headline and sent it right to you. And it regulates your cholesterol level. There's really nothing to do. I think the cholesterol is a, a thing with the fiber as well. It even, even boosts your Im- immune system and improves your eyesight. Man. <laughs> <laughs> How much are we selling those seeds for? We need to boost that. Okra is it's rich in vitamin A and important nutrients that can boost your immune system by increasing your white blood cell count. And so... Uh, and it says it will improve your eyesight. Prevents gastritis. Goodness. Gastritis. Now, how long is this list now? I don't know. I just sent it to him. I didn't realize that. This is the that. last one. All right. But I'm, I'm impressed by how, how many things it controls. Mm-hmm. That's why I would get fried. I, I guess fried okra has... Uh, that's... Yeah. I wonder if they're talking about all forms of okra. Well, the fried okra would have the fiber in it. Yeah. So um, I imagine some of it is. I love fried okra. Okay. With, See. With thanks. But yeah. anyway, if you want to want to try some okra this year, uh, that'll produce before fall. Come by and get you some Oscar okra seed, and. Uh, Pour the contents of the package into into a glass of water, and uh, throw away the seed that floats. Plant the seed that sinks, and soak it overnight. 
before you plant it. Okay. And that'll make it come up faster and give you more of a growing period. But they were, they were saying the weather's going to be 101 uh, really? or 2 this next week. Is that a good okra weather? Oh, yeah. It likes hot weather. Plant, uh, leave a lot of space between the plants. They'll, get, they'll fill it up. How is your Bex big as compared taste-wise to since well, you like okra? The taste it all tastes the same to me. I, okay. like, I like it either in a gumbo or I like it fried. I do like okra. Never even tasted it until I got down here, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've grown to like it. When I, relatively well, easy to grow, too. Yeah, when I used to plant it in Kansas, everybody accused me of growing marijuana. You <laughs> really? know, the leaf looks yeah. kind of uh, marijuana-ish. But uh, they had never seen, like you said, the, uh, it's, it's, a southern, it's a southern food. Yeah. So uh, they never had seen okra before. All right. I thought I was growing something illegal over there. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Oh, you were talking a little bit uh, a while back about the rains. Uh, so I have a question, and maybe this is uh, uh, one for the listeners, too, to, to chime in on. Um, so, you know, a our Belinda's dream. Okay, so we water it. Now, maybe it's a quantity of water, but after the rain, it didn't do anything. It was just happy as can be, but no new growth, no nothing. After that rain, I got new growth all over it. Yeah. They got, yeah. What is it? What was the plant? Belinda's dream. Oh, yeah. The rose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I know there's some debate. Do the. Um, nothing like rainwater. Yeah. Does it but, have. Plus, it was a weak. A week of much milder temperatures, right? Cooler nights, all that combination of the uh, things will perk up. Then those those tough modern roses, like Belinda's Dream, are we're just waiting for an opportunity to grow like that. And we saw other plants do that. And a lot of people with their uh, dry, no nothing growing in their uh, lawns and uh, or in their gardens, and then. Right now, I'll bet they're, you know, they're revving up the lawnmowers and yeah, I did trying, that yesterday, trying to get everything in control because every, everything was sitting in reserve, waiting for that kind of weather. Does the rain have any nutrients in it? The yeah, rainwater? It does actually. Okay, especially if it, th- especially if it lightens. The lightning gives it nitrogen. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. You get some nitrogen. Probably get some other stuff too. Uh, they used to. Uh, it's kind of a, f- a famous story that uh, when they started curing uh, air pollution in Great Britain, uh, all the, the the funguses on roses got real rampant because the, the sulfur was oh it was re- killing re- oh. removed from the air, you know. <laughs> so all the, the you know the fungus was controlled by the the air by pollution. The sulfur. Yeah, the air pollution. Huh. So now they had to treat the sol- treat the fungus. Very cool. Now, is your Belinda's dream new growth? They kind of perked up a bit. Yeah, they did. Uh, they well, they yeah, don't they, like 100 degrees. No, nothing. You know, anytime it's around nothing, 100 degrees, even if you they don't grow. Yeah, even if you're irrigating, they, they'll hang on. You'll get a few blooms, but yeah, you just don't get that spurt of growth. But we, we always see, I don't know if it's just, I think it's more than anecdotal, but we 
we uh, see the difference in a rainfall, equal amount of rainfall with with a uh, with our alkaline water too, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that's it seems to be that the, the acidic oh, rainfall. Oh, maybe a little bit of acidic, yeah. But I think a lot of that is the cool. Yeah, the cool has had a lot yeah, to do cool with temperatures and uh, soaking into the deeper end of it the sure soil. It sure brought my grass out, my dead grass. Yeah. That cabin was right about that dead grass. So exactly. I'm going to have to have it mowed now. I know. He put, <laughs> if you just read his article, if you'd paid attention instead of mocking. I know. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Do you have Do you have a question? Uh-oh. This is Karen Bagwell. You've heard us talk about her on the uh, on the radio. Do you want to come on the air? You don't have to. Okay, here you go. Hi. Hi. I was this, just... this is Karen Bagwell of Blue Rose Christian Counseling, by the way. You've heard her on the commercials. Yeah. So now we're going to talk to her. Hi, Karen. Hi, Milton. What's going on? Hi. Hello. <laughs> I love listening to y'all. I have so much respect for what you do because I love gardening. But I was just um, going to ask about asparagus. So I have asparagus that's been in my garden for a very long time. And what is the best way to keep them producing well? Sometimes they just seem to go out and yeah, and they uh, don't make the thick asparagus anymore. If it's an old bed, uh, starting over. You, usually, uh, you you start having seedlings in yeah. there, small spears. Correct. And uh, that I, I, I don't know. I never have thought about rejuvenating an asparagus bed. <laughs> you might. You might. <laughs> you you could fertilize it. Okay. You know, in the in the early spring, right when it starts growing. Okay, just around. No, yeah, right, right, right around it. Okay. It's got a root system yeah. all uh, okay. out, out everywhere. Slow release lawn fertilizer works. Slow release lawn fertilizer, something Slow release lawn like nineteen five nine. Okay. But I, what about just starting over, Jerry? And I've seen that's a lot. what I was. Yeah, because all, all those, around those, those, new, those new varieties, and uh, uh, you end up with those uh, uh, the smaller plants, wrong sex plants, and. Uh, they just don't produce. I've got the same situation. Oh, it's like do. a 20 okay. year yeah. ad that really, you know, I, I'm able to break off about three spears and yeah. you eat it. <laughs> that's all I see. Right. So it is time, I think, my bed too. It's time to. So you, you, dig s- it. you have, well, it's, it's hard to dig them up, right? They're almost oh, like yeah. family. Right. We've had them for years and years, but you haven't dug yours up yet. No, but I uh, kind of treat it like weeds. Uh, I just cut it. Cut it back with a string mower, um, and I keep that in the back of my mind. As soon as I get a opportunity, like next spring or when when we get all those uh, asparagus uh, roots, in, and right. it'll be a good time to do that. Now you can't you can't spray it with Roundup, you know, because it won't kill it. It'll or weed s- it. Or salty. Remember the old? Yeah, the, they used to use salt to, to well, they control are the weed. Though. It, yeah, like. the ferns. Yeah, the ferns look really pretty, even though you're not getting. Do you much. like uh, you like dandelions too? And uh, <laughs> uh, 
They kind of yeah. got a ferny look to them. Uh, yeah. What did they say? It's only a weed if it's not where you want it. So. There you go. Exactly. Well, all right. So what I'm hearing is try fertilizing it, and if that doesn't work, then plant some new asparagus. Right. Okay. Right. Well, thank you very hey, much. What did y'all get yesterday? You got some tomatoes, I saw? Yeah, we got some tomatoes. That was my dad uh, with me, and... My mom wanted, she calls them periwinkles, vincas. Mm-hmm. Vinca, yeah. Yeah, mom is, my mom said, oh, but I like the word periwinkle better. So. Uh, okay, <laughs> so they're periwinkles. So which, which is the actual name? Are they both? Oh. Either one? Okay. The genus is vinca, and the, the common name is periwinkle. Oh. But they're, they're, they're a different kind of... Uh, there are different types of periwinkle. Yeah. In other words, there's the ground periwinkle. Well, there's, the vin- there's actually the perennial vincas, too. Yeah, right, perennial so vincas, too. Yeah, you can call them whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. I, did, I just call them vinca periwinkle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can get them both. Yeah, control. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you like okra? Were you listening to all the good stuff that okra does? I love okra. Oh. Yeah. Is it... An okay time to plant it. Well, they're not really a fall plant, correct? You want okra in the spring. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now's the last chance. Your last chance to plant. And there's some seeds inside of Oscar okra. Oscar okra. Okay, very yeah. good. It does everything. It's, we were small, just... it's relatively small plants, so you don't have to have a ladder to get up. Oh, so there's some yeah, okra plants? No. Well, actually... There used to be yeah, there used to be some transplants too. Second row, but they've got the, the seeds, seeds, and they'll they'll go, they'll come up fast now this oh. time of year. Oh, okay, that's great. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Karen. And this is Craig. I want. Hey, to Craig. Nice to meet you. And Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi. So, Karen, is there any correlation between gardening and mental wellness? Absolutely. Seriously, you guys know I go out there and I'll pull weeds, not Bermuda because I hate Bermuda because they're hard, but just these little weeds that pop up and there's some cathartic release when I do that. Do you guys get that ever? Yeah, when other people go out and pick weeds. (laughs) But, you know, know, we've been been involved with... uh, Kids that garden and uh, oh yeah, you know, and there's a general increase in their their school grades. Parents get involved in the school that never were involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. But, so but I've actually read that there's um, that soil has a. Um, that's because you eat soil. No, I, just, I don't even eat okra. I'm not gonna uh, eat soil. No. Um, <laughs> no, that soil has a. Uh, enzyme or something that when you breathe it in it releases um serotonin it's a, a really I i'll find you, i'm gonna find you the article okay you do that okay now do you guys go to your garden and just pop tomatoes in your mouth absolutely well, yeah, yeah. Okay. and peppers okay i've got i've got uh, banana peppers and real grande peppers spread all through the, the yard uh-huh. so when i'm walking i can always <laughs> that's pretty pop cool right well, thank you for your time. Thank you, you betcha, nice Karen. Thank you. Y'all. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. All right. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Rick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a dollar ninety. Nine. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. If you've been paying attention to the Washington Circus, you're familiar with the name Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General. Rosenstein has been a key figure in the investigation into alleged Russian collusion in the 2016 election. Now, in a highly political and possibly unprecedented move, Rosenstein has asked federal prosecutors to help review government documents of Judge Brett Kavanaugh, President Trump's Supreme Court nominee. As even the New York Times has commented, Rosenstein's request is an unusual insertion of politics into federal law enforcement. While the Justice Department has assisted with previous nominees, department lawyers in Washington typically carry out that task, not prosecutors who pursue criminal investigations. Watch for any information the Democrats can twist to slow down or stop the Kavanaugh confirmation to be used against him. By all accounts, Kavanaugh is an excellent choice, but the smear machine is strong and Democrats know how to use it. It's why Republicans should schedule quick confirmation hearings and a vote. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Good morning, Riff. Morning, Raph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? <laughs> yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? Oh, no, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks, Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut. And yes, even squirrels. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office. 906-8910. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and Perry, who's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Perry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Kind of warm, man. Little bit, little bit. Um, I got a bougainvillea in the basket. Look kind of sad. Uh, he gets a has to grow plant like once a week, and it gets watered. But it, it looks like it's still got flowers on it. I got it. it's a tricolored plant that came in the basket. What what yeah. can we do to help it look a little better? I would say fertilizers. Use a what. what it's it's a hanging basket you said so it's uh use a water soluble fertilizer something like Miracle Grow or if you can find it uh uh there's there's one that uh, some of our master gardeners evaluated years ago t- talking about trying to make bougainvillea bloom more and uh yeah she's getting the uh, plants is getting it now. Do what? Has to it's grow. It has to grow plant. Is that good? Yeah, has to has to yeah. grow. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't have as much nitrogen in it as I would like, but because uh, they they bloom on bloom and fill out on new growth, of course. So, uh, but I, I like Miracle Grow too, and uh, like uh, what, what was the name of that fur? It was hibiscus plant food. Wasn't yeah. it? hibiscus. Uh, I remember it, it did well for bougainvilleas and everything else, but it was called hibiscus flat. Hmm. It was a slow release with the high nitrogen. We'll ask Trace. I, th- I thought the Nelson people made some, but that's Yeah, but you're specifically for bougainvilleas? I think so. I think it's called bougainvillea. What right. was the watering pattern that you... What, did you... Did you... How do you water? Did I miss that? No, uh, uh, every when it looks like it needs it, we don't like to keep it damp all the time. But when it dries out, we we put water okay. on it. Yeah, good because that that's one of the keys. I think the the blooming is let it dry out. Yeah, in between. Some people well, got, even got even like let ten, it wilt. Ten limbs on it. Can we? Then uh, they're like about fourteen inches long. Can we? Can we cut back some of those lengthwise? Absolutely. You can trim those back uh, to the next largest branch, or uh, you know, make it make it uh, be more compact around the basket. Even tipping, tipping yeah. it I th- works I think, well. I think Warren used to tip, Warren yeah. Short used to uh, tip the and then that created those side shoots, which at the end of each one would have a little uh, the color right boom bracts. Can we, tip, when we do that tipping? Can we repot those and make another plant? Listen to you. Yeah, you you can, but you know the problem. Every time you repot and it has to develop new root system, you don't you you miss out on blooms for a while. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. the root bound the root bound plant is the one that booms the best. And by tipping, we're talking about this uh, inch. Inch and a half uh, section, which would be too small to. Uh, oh, too yeah. small. Is that what cutting. he was talking about? Is, oh, yeah, that wouldn't work for 
starting. <laughs> but they, they're relatively easy to create new plants. But oh yeah, yeah. We're we're growing a new uh, new bougainvillea this year. Uh, my group and uh, uh, I've I've been a, I, I never had rooted bougainvillea before. But this particular bougainvillea roots like a house of fire. Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, as good as roses, better than roses. Really? Wow! And faster than roses. Wow! I don't know whether it's just this bougainvillea. I haven't tried them, tried many bougainvilleas, but uh, this thing really roots well, and uh, we'll have plenty to to sell uh, next year. Alrighty. All right. Thank you, guys. Sounds good. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Hope it it works out for you. All right. 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hi there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine. It finally warmed up a little bit. Thanks for heating up. Yes, sir. I heard you guys talking about okra, giving it a lowdown on uh, all the good stuff you can do with okra. And, uh... I don't know, but I've been told that uh, roasted okra seed is used as a coffee substitute. Hmm. I've heard that, too. Hmm. I guess when you, you, you're you out there camping out and you run out of coffee, you can always pull up some okra. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I guess so, if you can't carry okra pods with yours. Yeah, that's the way to go. Hey, i got a I, question. I don't know how it would taste. I, 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 no, I don't know. imagine it have a, a coffee taste. We'll have to try it. Um, I got a yeah. question about tomatoes, you guys. Um, okay. You were talking about transplanting fall tomatoes in July. Right. Um, wh- what do those home gardeners do? I've got a 30% shade on the hoop house where all, all my fall tomatoes go. Do you? Do you backyard gardeners uh, put shade on them or just put them out in that, oh, my God, uh, July and August sun, or how does that work? <laughs> well, I we put it out in that, oh, my God, uh, July. <laughs> but we, I mean, like commercial people, they don't shade. Yeah. Uh, I do. The, I do. I just put it out straight in the sun. But we, like in my article next week, and we've talked about it, Yeah. we mentioned that there are a bunch of good gardeners that do do it. Shade. Temporary shade, uh, yeah. West Side, yeah. Put up a board, yeah, or, or maybe something. some of them do it for July and August, and uh, others just for about, a couple weeks. About the first week in, uh, well, about ten days into September, we're starting to cool down to you know like ninety-two, and, yeah. and that's when the shade comes off of my. I bet that drives you crazy, huh, James? Yeah, that'll work. Oh man, it's getting it's it's almost jacket weather, you know. I mean, it's getting yeah. it's getting rough. Uh, I got one more question about um, using compost as a mulch. When I uh, pull all the tomatoes from the spring crop and uh, clean up the rows, you know, run everything through the hammer mill, I've still got that tea tape running down the the rows. So I cover those rows over with about two inches of uh, um, compost that I've been getting from New Earth. And then I can yeah. still irrigate underneath that uh, that compost mulch to keep the yeah. you know, everything Absolutely. alive. Absolutely, that's, that's the way to do it. And I was just wanting to mention that for you gardeners that are finished with your growing beds this time of the year, you know, uh, uh, mulches. Uh, Malcolm told us all about it. You know, it's good stuff. 
And then what I usually do around October is uh, I'll go down those beds with a, it's called a, a broad fork. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it works real good for uh, aerating and, and uh, cultivating the soil. And then you're ready for next year's tomatoes. There you go. All righty. Sounds good. That's all I, yeah, that sounds good. Any, any That's all I got you can, for you. Yeah, that was any good. Anytime you can use compost, uh, uh, you're going to get get a better beneficial result out of it. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of commercial compost is. Uh, not not very uh, hot. I mean, it's got a lot of right. it's got a lot of uh, un, uh, even sawdust or things in it. So it's some of it is as closer to a mulch than a com- than a regular compost anyway. But it does if you work. Guys, well. if, if you guys can mulch with compost in those beds and get a little water up underneath it, then those beds won't dry out like concrete. That's yep. true. Okay, thanks. And that's a good time to apply mulch. uh, After the big rain. After the big rains. We've talked about this before. You don't mulch a dry soil. Well, that's what I'm talking uh, about. We got about two and a half inches out here in in this part of Guadalupe County, and uh, I'm going to try to get those those beds mulched before that goes away. Right, yeah. Going on top of that T-tape, I can, if it gets real rough, I can I can irrigate underneath there and kind of keep yeah. it going. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right, sir. Thanks. You take care. I uh, actually, uh, yes, you know, I've been disappointed in the pa- uh, past rainfalls that it didn't penetrate my raised bed very well. This one actually p- penetrated yeah. pretty well. I added that two inches of mul- a compost that I like to, and I tilled it up, and it was moist all the way down to the through the area that I tilled up. So, Good. Yeah, it was great. All right, we got uh, going to go back to the phone lines now at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Ray is on the line. Hey there, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, got good. Got questions? Uh, <clears throat> I guess the last one uh, that I heard was uh, Dr. Parsons talking about you never mulch a dry soil. And so um, I'm just, you know, considering where we live right now with no rain, how is that a good thing that you don't mulch it? I mean, as long as you mulch it and water it, how is that not a good thing? Maybe I'm missing something. As long as you water it, uh, what I'm saying is a a lot of times if you mulch a dry soil, Mm-hmm. And and you put a thick mulch on there, mm-hmm. you you won't get to, and you have these uh, light showers. Three eight, have. three eighths of an inch or yes. yeah, think, it won't penetrate think, the mulch think, to the you soil. You think it might work, but it does. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's oh, yeah. that's a you have to that's a degree it. of that's a, a, a degree, and so that's that, that's what Jerry's talking about. Is you kind of you got a big rainfall coming, you. You hold off a little while, and so you can take advantage of that and protect right. it. But you're you're right. If you got plenty of irrigation water, then the mulch is a great addition. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I was clear on that. Okay. The other thing um, is uh, I've called here before, but I live out of here in uh, Converse, which is probably eighty, ninety percent rock, and the rest of it is clay. Um, and so my question. 
about you know planting flowering plants, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, like I have a rose of Sharon, and I have some lantanas, um, a blue plumbago, which is doing really well. Uh, just it's only been in the ground for about a week, um, but d- does not the rock in the ground offer more phosphorus to the plant? No. Well, it does, Jerry, if you uh, 2,000 years. <laughs> and that's, well, the, well, that's the original uh, source of uh, yeah, it's a rock. But, but in, you know, in terms of this year's crop, it's not a, it's not a factor. I see. So even though you're in, in rocky clay soil, uh, <clears throat> don't depend on that for phosphorus in terms of uh, blooming of the, of the plant. No, no. You've got to add well, well, phosphorus. No, no. See, our, our, our soil is from a parent material of calcareous soil. So it, 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 it may have some uh, little, little bits of phosphorus in it. But uh, uh, like I say, you you need a readily available phosphorus mm-hmm. uh, for for young growing plants. Mm-hmm. So that's why we talk about adding starter solutions with high phosphorus and uh, things like that to uh, to get the plants give give them a plant of readily available phosphorus. And that's that's why it's another question like your mulch on raised beds, you know, which may not have soil. You know, they may it may be 12 inches deep, and it's uh, are you know some organic materials, some sand that's imported, and other other materials, and uh, so you may not have the phosphorus. Some of the soil tests will indicate that you have a lot of phosphorus, but it may not be available. But in other other situations, it is. It's another one of those. Uh, if you get good at figuring out what's available and what you can add, that gets you. You end up being more skillful at gardening in this area. Right, so it's, right. it's a so challenge. The so soil, te- yeah, the so soil test will will give you a better idea. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so okay, so I, I think I understand. Not really. Now, huh? Jerry, Jerry's not a big soil test Uh-oh. person. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Not really. That's, again, that's another one of those issues, you know, if you're on my peach orchard, uh, soil tests were very useful. But, you know, I I had uh, 24 different samples and, and uh, lots, lots of, uh, I could see the fluctuation, but on a, uh, residential lot, you got one sample or two samples where you got modified soil. It's it's tough to make any kind of sense, and it's it's really usually not useful to do, to build a uh, soil management uh, plan out of uh, one soil test. So, so if you if you plant, let's say, <clears throat> let's say three plants, um, just as an, as an example. Uh, I have two red lantanas and a rose of Sharon, blue blue angel, which I got from Millburgers. Good. Okay, and so I That's could only, baby. I could, yeah, and I could only, di- well, no, no, I wouldn't call it a baby. It's, you know, probably 12, 14 <laughs> inches high. So. 
So when I digged, when I dug the holes, or actually I had the landscaper dig the holes. Um, I mean, there was so much rock that you know he could only get about maybe eight inches wide and about maybe eight inches deep, which is about the size of the pot. And, right. and so and so we we put some we put some good garden soil in there and some compost and put the plant in there and planted it. So so in in cases like that, it, what's the best direction to go? I mean, do you keep adding high phosphorus uh, phosphorus to, to to the soil, or do you add more nitrogen? Or it, it, I don't know. Well, general, generally, uh, of course, when I, I, I garden or I plant in areas like that where where I can't dig a very deep hole, uh, you let you let the let the plant uh, you dig do do the best hole you can do, right? And then uh, you, you if you can't get it even as deep as you're digging. Uh, you just simply uh, pile, mound up, mound up, make make a berm, I guess, kind of a miniature miniature berm mm-hmm. around around the plant root system, so so it it stays moist and, and covered. And, that, and, that's and then that. then from then on, from then on, uh, you you just fertilize with a. Uh, see, see, it'll get its root system out, and then you just fertilize with a, a 19.59 slow-release fertilizer around it. No, I mean, you, you don't specifically put it around the plant, but when you're fertilizing your lawn or your flower beds or whatever, uh, those roots that have expanded out into the soil uh, will will get the available phosphorus, and uh, nitrogen and whatever from from the from the 1959 slow release fertilizer. I would now that's one of the reasons. And I got a letter from uh, email from Neil Sperry the other day, and he was he was wanting to bring up this idea of no phosphorus. Mm. And uh, that's one of the reasons I'm not. An advocate of uh, no phosphorus in the. I, I like a complete ratio fertilizer rather than just nitrogen fertilizer. Right, but Neil right. doesn't live in converts, so I mean that could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <You know. laughs> but, uh, but but if you you know but, if you only had if you had a, the one uh, first in the line is it's probably nitrogen. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're not going to have any. So. Okay. More, more, than, you got, more than phosphorus. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Alrighty. That's, All right. That's Very why we, we use 19.59. 19 is the nitrogen. Right. 5 is the phosphorus. Right. And 9 is the potassium. Got it. So all of those, when you fertilize in the spring or, or even in the fall, uh, you're adding an available source of phosphorus and potassium and, and obviously nitrogen uh, to the soil. And those, okay. those plants that you put in that limited hole will then then have their their uh, 
their root system out to where they could uptake that fertilizer that you put on your lawn. So, so let me understand. Uh, basically, the answer to, to my question, when I was saying uh, adding more phosphorus to to the ground to make it bloom more is not the answer. It's adding more nitrogen in, in the right formula uh, of of the plant that, that uh, of the fertilizer that you're going to add to the ground. Now, yeah, it's uh, it's adding a, a combination. Right, not, right, in other right. words, not all all of nitrogen and not all of phosphorus, but a combination. Right. And that's like, what that's like what nineteen five nine slow release does. Hey Ray, we need to run, okay? Okay. Where are you going? We gotta get into a break real quick. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere, man. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> and then we're gonna to talk to Marcus right after this. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on nine thirty AM the answer. Rick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only a dollar ninety. Nine. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. River City Christian School provides a Christ-centered environment in order to educate students who learn differently, offering hope to families, and right now you can choose from two scholarship deals. One is for kinder through fifth grade. The second is for high school. Both valued at $9,200. The Marketplace price, only $5,000. Find out more on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. Here's what I know about my listeners in San Antonio and the Hill Country. This is Larry Elder. You are intelligent. You do your research and you hate leaving money on the table. If you're thinking about selling your home in this hot market, I'm about to help you keep thousands of dollars in your pocket. Call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Help You Sell is the home of the low set fee program as Sergio has done away with the usual 6% hit no matter what your house is on the market for. And tell me why is that fair? Why does a $500,000 homeowner pay $18,000 more in commission than a $200,000 home. Did the realtor do $18,000 more in service? I doubt it. With Sergio Martinez and Help You Sell, you'll get Sergio's 20-plus years of professional experience as Help You Sell will save you thousands and retain more of your equity. It starts with your free home evaluation and market analysis when you call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Here's the number. It's 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305. Online at hushillcountry.com for Help You you sell. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. 
In the movie Skyscraper, an ex-FBI agent who lost his leg in a hostage rescue has to risk everything to save his family members who are trapped in the burning upper floors of the world's tallest building. This pick is an extremely derivative blend of past diehard-like actioners. It depicts family members going to superhuman lengths to save and protect the people they love. But it's also full of pedal-to-the-metal rampant destruction and baddies ruthlessly killing people en masse. So I'm giving Skyscraper two and a half assassin bullets out of five for family friendliness. For the full review, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Have you ever wondered who pest control companies call when they have a problem? Well, they call Spider-Man Pest Control in San Antonio. Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control is recognized nationally as well as locally. He's been helping some homeowners, businesses, and other pest control companies solve their pest problems since 1976. No matter what's your problem, Spider-Man can help you. Call Spider-Man today at 656-3721 to give your home a web of protection. 656-3721 for Spider-Man. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. Marcus is on the line. Marcus, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Yes, thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. Yes, I'd, like, I'd like to ask uh, Dr. Parsons a question on the Oscar Okra. Okay. Uh, I have uh, two uh, transplants, and I have them uh, growing uh, individually in uh, pots. Okay. But, uh, I want to go ahead and plant them in the ground. Oh, yeah, and do it as soon as possible. I just need to know how far apart do I plant them. Oh, uh, have they got more than one true leaf? How, how tall are the plants? They're about, I would say, about, about, about two feet high already. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're, they're tall. They're, they're, yeah, they're tall. I'd put a, what, three feet, Carolyn? Yeah, I think so. Three feet and an eight-foot roll. Yeah. Now, Bill, you can have them a little. Three feet apart. Yeah, you could have them closer, but I don't think it's any advantage because they'll fill in. Yeah, this late, they won't grow as as big as regular. Okay, so about three feet. Yeah, because my son took a look at uh, one one of them. He said it's already beginning to bloom. Yeah, yeah. It should be that. That's a... Uh, and Oscar, where'd you get the seed? And I, I got the plant there at Millburger. Oh, oh, okay, that's right. We did have okra for sale, mm-hmm. plants for sale. Yeah, and it, it's 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 beautiful. The only thing uh, relating back to that, uh, what the lady had mentioned earlier, I noticed in, in one of the some of the leaves, I got like little bitty holes in the in the leaves, and I don't know. It looked like I saw a little bitty fly that was uh, milling around there. But I know it's a bunch of little holes. I don't know, if, like you say, if, I don't know if that was a fly or if that was caused by the rain or the wind or what. It sounds like but, a flea beetle. It, it could uh, be. But, but, I mean, they, they don't do that. They, they don't do It's the not like beans. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, other than that, the plant is beautiful. And it's coming Good. up real nice. 
Yeah. I don't know. Go if ahead I've and ever, plan I, it out as soon as possible. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody call okra beautiful before. Oh, that well, it's a it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Although mean, the, even the blooms, after I've, the blooms after are pretty. I, even after I've told you uh, all, all the, the benefits of yeah. Yeah. okra, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right. The blooms are nice. They're, they're, they the look, okra is in the hibiscus fat. Yeah, it does look like a, So it, You forget that sometimes until you, you see yeah. the blooms. Uh, All righty. Uh, I love the okra. Thank you guys uh, for the information. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Ed. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good, and I hope you guys are. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure. What's going on? Well, I was going to tell you about my pomegranate. Uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine named Wilbur Watson in New Braunfels gave me an old dried-up pomegranate, and I planted the seeds in pots, and a lot of them came up. I've, uh, I had them in gallon containers for like a couple of years, and I planted one in the ground, uh, about three years ago, during this about this time of the year, and it, you know, the first year didn't do much, but now it's about 15 to 18 feet high, loaded with pomegranates. I picked off about 20 the other day, and and it's still uh, most of the limbs are hanging down, but and I don't know. I'm in soil that has. Uh, very little soil and lots and lots of uh, broken rock. So, uh, you know, I heard y'all talking the other day about how the pomegranates weren't producing, but there's something about either my variety or or maybe how I take care of it that has done really, really well. What do you do special? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't do much, actually, but what I do is I, I water the plant very seldom, but when I do, I just lay the hose down and turn it on full blast and leave it for oh, maybe a half an hour. But that's, How long? that's the only thing I do that I think is different from anybody else. I, I haven't really fertilized much, and uh, I think one time I just took a bucket of fertilizer over there and threw a few handfuls under the tree, but um, other than that... Uh, I don't know what else I could have done that would have been, you know, very, uh, you know, good for the plant. Yeah. yeah well, that's well keep an eye on that, and if you have uh, a consistent production for the next uh, uh, few years, several years in a row, let us know. We may want to come out and get a cutting. Have you eaten it? Uh, I've eat, eaten some eat. of them, but I'm not a big pomegranate eater, but I, I have eaten a few, and they seem to be, oh, I it's guess about average. They're not, um, you know, you know how super pomegranate sweet. is, lots of seeds in it. Yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate you calling in, that, and yeah, I say, keep an eye on that. You what? may have a good seedling. Quick one on this one because we just got a couple minutes. Left. Thanks, Ed. Right. Is there some is there some trick to germinating castor bean seeds? No, all you have to do is plant them. Okay, well, I have. Uh, but if you have good luck, good luck with pomegranates, castor bean just won't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> that must be true. 
I planted about probably 30 or 40 seeds. I hadn't had one germinate yet. Huh. Did you, is that? Soak them overnight. I'll try that. Okay. All right, thank you. All you right, Bye, you. Well, good. Got a lot of calls late in the show. That's I great. want to mention yeah, our, our meeting tomorrow. Go for it. Be sure to show up at the Garden Volunteer uh, Essentials class at 12 o'clock at uh, San Antonio Botanical Garden. No, Garden Center. Uh, garden I'm sorry, Center. the Garden Center. And uh, from noon till 3, Calvin and David and I will be there answering questions. So if you got a question or you bring in samples or or whatever you want to do all right we'll say goodbye for today on behalf of the docs thanks to al for doing a great job thanks to you for listening i'm milton glick you join us next saturday when we're back here at millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevardy road three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.